All right, uh, let's, let's uh, get into what God wants to talk about today. Um, uh, just, uh, the, uh, just have, I know we've been talking about belongings, void, but we shifted from that. Uh, so we're going to get into uh, the spirit and flesh war. The spirit and flesh war. Apologize for the screens. Uh, something happened, a little glitch, and Marcus is not here, so. <laughs> so we just turned them off, you know. <laughs> Right. Um, this particular teaching has is, is been kind of weaving through everything we're talking about and a lot of things we've been talking about, Bible study fellowships in the morning, a lot of things we've been talking about, um, um, discipleship class, of course, Trina taught on the two natures. That's Nadja back there. Right. Hey, Nadja. <laughs> uh, so uh, Trina taught on two natures. Uh, Get it right. Ed taught on the three aspects of salvation, salvation past, salvation present, salvation future. So we'll probably touch that a little bit too. And then, of course, Karen has been teaching on the four sources of authority, meaning three is three inadequate. That's your tradition, your experience, and your intellect. But the one final true source is, of course, the word. And so, so with all this stuff we've been talking, we really have been doing something uh, very uh, detrimental to us really getting where God wants us to be. And that's um, getting that flesh out the way. So I had a conversation with a young man today. <laughs> and I was, and I was uh, uh, telling him this morning, you know, sometimes that flesh can get in the way and it can um, short circuit our signal, right? Because I think for the most part, everybody wants to do right, right? I mean, everybody's here at church, right? Some people are here reluctantly. Uh, probably, uh, you know, maybe some of the younger people that had to come. Uh, but uh, most of the people here made a choice to get up in the morning and come to church, right? For whatever reason, right? Right? Darius, right? You decided to come hang out, right? Be around God, right? Or did you get dragged out by your aunt? Yeah, I just said second, all right. All right, so, so, so with that in mind, like, we want to, you want to do right by God. But how many times, like, you want to do right and you end up doing something you don't want to do, right? Right? Like, but, but was you trying to be evil that day? Did you wake up that day and say, I'm going to be evil? What about when you snapped back on that person? How, how was that? Was that intentional or did they, they, you know, they kind of got you, caught you off guard? That's all you can stand, you can't stand no more, right? Where I get that from? Popeye? <laughs> right? Some of the young people, Popeye, who's that? <laughs> right? And so, so, but, but, oh, do you think God is pleased when we respond with that edge or in the flesh or snap? Think God is excited about that? Ooh, how wonderful. Right? Nah, nah. But, but, but do you think God is, like, throwing you out of the kingdom because of it? <laughs> Some people say, well, yeah, I, just, I don't know, is he? <laughs> All right, so, so, so when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how unintentionally sometimes we could be casual um, in some of the worldly things we do or the fleshy things we do. And when we're casual with these things, or we don't, the Bible tells us to walk circumspectly in, in Ephesians 5.15, right? right? It tells us to be intentional in what we do. But when we're not intentional, even it also tells us in Proverbs 4 to guard your heart with all diligence. It didn't just say, hey, if you got some time, guard your heart too. 
It said with diligence. So it was almost saying like, hey man, protect that thing, right? And so why? Because if you are not diligent in guarding your heart and if you're not walking circumspectly every day, intentional every day, and I was having a conversation with one of the, the young people growing in the church and I was saying, so I was talking to them about uh, some confessions that they can do to protect themselves, keep themselves covered with the blood of Jesus, right? And they said, so now when you say, um, you know, to do this diligently, what does that mean? I said, like, every day. So that's, it means folk try to do it every day, but guess what? There's going to be some days you probably ain't going to do it. But you don't try to do things every once in a while. You try to be consistent. And if you slip, there's grace for that, right? And so, so, so why am I saying that? I said, because some of these casual things are feeding our flesh. Some of these casual acquaintances are feeding our flesh. And you know how you feel when you're in the flesh, right? Y'all need some reminders? <laughs> you, you, you know when you're angered and you can't control yourself? I mean, that wasn't that long ago. We, I should be getting a whole lot of responses here. It wasn't like that was, oh, you mean back in the day? That wasn't back in the day. It was back a couple days ago, right? In some cases, it was last night, <laughs> right? And so, so you know how you feel? Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, when, even when you get mad and you go away, you know how you really, like, feel? You, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get yourself together, you know, and you ever been so mad you've been shaking? You ever, you ever, you ever had, you know, that, that's mad at another level. Like, I got so mad one time, this person got me so, this, this was back in the day. They got me so mad I was shaking. Uh, that, that let me know I need to change the relationship, you know. I mean, I'm literally, I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, okay. Can't just have that level of control of me, right? But, but how does that happen? You think it started when you got mad? See, it started, something slipped in. Slipped in and they started to embed themselves in our flesh. So when the pressure came, we wanted our spirit to respond, but our flesh jumped out ahead of our... You, you ever sit behind, like on the inside of yourself? No, don't listen to him. <laughs> you know, you know, like, no, nah, you know, so having a heated discussion and she's, in, she's on the inside of herself, babe, no, I didn't mean that, you know, but I'm listening to the person on the outside going, that's crazy, Right? So so you know how that feels? But that starts when we are casual with some of the the things that we participate in. Because everything in this world is designed to feed that flesh to attack that spirit man, right? And so so you ever sometimes are are dealing with... Now, now, don't get mad because I'm not not against the medical profession, but some of the things I'm going to say you're going to think I am. But I'm not, because they help the symptoms. They're not healers. Nobody in the medical field can heal you. They help the symptoms. When I broke my arm, they had to set it in place, but they didn't go inside my body and heal it. God is the healer. But I didn't want my arm to heal crooked, like I told you before, like my finger did, because I didn't go to the doctor, right? So, 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 yeah. (laughs) Why are you laughing at my finger? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's basketball. You just goes to the territory. Um, so, so you ever dealt with anxiety? Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about just like 
you know, we got about 40-something people around here a year that preach, and I know there's a little bit of anxiety when you got to teach, right? I, I know, right? And we ain't talking about that. That's everybody, everybody, or you, you're about to sing, you know, y'all deal with anxiety sometimes right before you're about to sing, especially if you're leading, and then, you know, when the, the praise team, the, the background is quiet, and then we just hear you, you know, there's a, there's a sense of everybody listening to me, you know, so there's a little anxiety there, but that's healthy, right? That's healthy. That, that means, if it's there, that means you, you're not dependent on you. I ain't talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that anxiety that overtakes you. Yeah, it, it can paralyze you. It can have you shaking. It can have you, uh, your, your eyes go blurry. You know, that type of anxiety. You know, or, or, or a panic attack. Yeah, okay, y'all know what that is, right? How about that? Well, okay, so that is actually an indication of a poor spiritual diet. Don't get mad. Just stay, stay with me. Stay with me. See, you know, left already just because I said that. No, it's just a, it's an indication of a poor, poor spiritual diet. Now, now, if I told you you had a poor sugar, uh, 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 you, you didn't have enough insulin, would you get offended? No. You would just make sure you get whatever your insulin. I don't know what people do. I, I never had to deal with that. But, but you make sure you have your, what do you have? Insulin, right? Yeah, <laughs> duh. <laughs> right? Right? So if, if, if somebody says you, you need more protein, you get offended? All right. But if I said you had a poor spiritual diet, why would you be bothered or offended? Right? You would think, hey, let me get what I need so I'm not dealing with this anxiety, extreme fear. Right? You with me? All right. So... So we won't leave you hanging out there with this poor spiritual diet and the anxiety. We won't let you do that. Now, now some of this, we're gonna, I'm going to try to break it down and build it up. So some of this is uh, because we're, we might be ignorant to how we're designed by God. And we might be ignorant to, based on that design and sin, it kind of uh, created a uh, multiple personality. Right? Not, not really. We'll say multiple natures. I don't want nobody going around thinking they got multiple personalities. You know. <laughs> Pastor said, I'm, you know, bipolar. Right? All right. So, so it created multiple natures. So, so God designed us with a particular nature, right? Uh, uh, in the beginning, God, uh, uh, he made us in his image and after his likeness. So he gave us his divine nature. Well, because of sin then we ended up into a fallen nature. So we picked up this old man, you know. And then, of course, when we're born again, we're trying to gravitate back to a new nature in God. We're trying to gravitate back to Christ. So now we have two natures. Uh, Trina talked about that uh, in our discipleship class. We, we taught on the two natures. You know, our, disciple, our survival kit class, uh, we talk about, we try to break down when you first come to the kingdom so people understand. We have this hand. It's the indwelling Christ controlling all, right? Then you have the thumb. That represents one body. We're one body in Christ, right? Then you have the index picture. That's two. That's two natures. You have three aspects of salvation, right? Four sources of authority, one true source, the word, and then five, the five and five principle. Five people you're praying for that may don't even believe in God and five people that's really trying, but you're trying to help them along, right? And so Trina hit the two natures. And one of the things that came out in her teaching was you belong to your choice. 
you belong to your choice. Right? You belong to your choice. So now I have, when I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and I'm born again, right? Uh, so now I take on this new nature. It's called the new birth, right? You know, Jesus said in John chapter 3, it says, he says, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he can't um, enter or even see the kingdom of God. You must be born again. And Nicodemus asked, well, I got to go back into my mother's womb? He said, no, 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 no. Just like you were born of water, you got to be born of the spirit. You know, that's how a child is born is submerged in water and they're birthed into this earth realm. We got to be submerged in the spirit and birthed into the spirit realm. Right. That's John chapter three, three through seven. I just, you know, I'm just kind of trying to bring everything home. All right. So, so now I, when I, when I'm born again, or if I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior, I have a new nature. The tough part is the old nature have been, has been fed, nourished thoroughly. So the, the old nature is strong, right? It's getting all the food at once, overeating, as a matter of fact. Now, this new nature now needs to get fed, too. But sometimes, we, you, know, you know, we're sitting in church, and your pastor's talking about be born again, and you're sitting there, and you feel that conviction. And some people feel it now, just talking about it, you know, just walking in the building, right? And the conviction is not bad because it's saying you need to make a move to come back to me. Right. And so, so you, you, know, you know, you can't sit there, you know, you're trying. Right. You just can't sit there. Ah, ah, ah. You know, you're trying because the devil's trying to keep you on that seat. He's doing it every week. Sometimes he'll get you to get up and leave so they do the altar call. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, I hear about this stuff, but I don't want to commit to it. Right. But finally you go, ah, <laughs> you know, you can't do it. So you come up. Right, you accept Jesus. You know, they do the prayers. You, uh, believe in your, you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe God, raised him from the dead, and you're what? Saved. Salvation, wholeness, right? Romans 10, 9, and 10. Well, some people are still at the altar. They're still there. See, see so they, they started the new birth. That's like a baby coming out the womb and they're still at the hospital. No, no, now, now, now once, once, once you've breaking it, broken into this, this, this access, this new realm, you have to be nourished. That's why the scripture says be, renew, uh, 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 be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Romans 12, uh, 4, right? And so, so, so now, I have, now I have choice. Before, I was just bound in the flesh. But now I have a choice to live for God. I have a choice to feed my new nature or the old nature. But you belong to your choice. And, and listen, you can get funky. You can have an attitude. You can be like, man, I ain't feeling all. You can do whatever you want. But you are, as a matter of fact, you know how we live life. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. You're being run by your choice right now. Amen. If you haven't chosen God, you may think you're doing your own thing. But hey, somebody's run. Hey, hey, there's a puppet. There's a hand in your back. Just because you can't see it don't mean it ain't there. Don't get mad. It's true. And you'll find it out sooner or later. So you belong to your choice. Let's go to uh, Galatians 5. You know, don't take my word for it. It's in the book. All right? Galatians 5. And that's the thing is, the thing is, like, we spend so much time, we're going to talk about a lot of scriptures, ah, all these scriptures. But, man, come on, man. Like, uh, if, 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 if I don't give you God's word, we're just all rolling based on my opinions and everybody's opinions. And we don't know what influenced that. That could have been experience, intellect, or tradition. That's not a good source of authority. This is. 
All right, so Galatians 5, and we'll start here at verse 16, talking about these new natures. Now, now I want to just, for the record, just make you aware that when the Bible is talking to us, he's speaking to our soul. Now, within your, you have your body. This is what you can see, my physical body. I have a soul which houses my mind, my will, my emotions, my intellect, and my imagination. We know we all have those things too, right? That's my soul. That's my choice station. Now, I, I, I am a spirit though, right? This body will perish. I'm 59 years of age, right? August 2nd, I'll be 60 years of age. I'm trying to milk these last couple months, but... It's, it's coming around, right? So I'll be 60 uh, aug- in August, right? 60 years of what? Age. This body is aging, right? But my spirit is who I am. That's what's going to live in eternity, right? My spirit, man, right? So I am a spirit, right? I have a soul, and I live in a physical body. Within my soul is my mind, my will, my emotions, my intellect, my imagination. That's my choice station. So when the Bible is speaking, it's speaking to your soul. I'll show it to you in this scripture. Galatians 5, 16. It says, this I say then, walk in the spirit. It talked about the spirit, right? It says, and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It talked about the flesh. What didn't it mention? The soul, because it's talking to the soul. It's saying, soul, you have a choice. Walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Soul, choose the spirit and not the flesh. Uh, There's another scripture. We'll, We'll hit it here in a little bit, but I'll just mention it to you. Matthew 26, 41. It's saying, soul, the spirit is indeed willing. The flesh is weak. So when I say poor spiritual diet, if I feed the weak, it won't be able to combat anxiety and fear. If I feed the willing, it'll be willing to what? Anytime fear, paranoia, anxiety, flesh tries to attack me, I'll speak the word. Cast down all imaginations, every high thing, exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 10.5, right? See, 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 because my spirit is willing. Uh, Karen was talking about it this morning in the Four Sources of Authority. She was saying how uh, her grandmother uh, trained her to memorize scripture, and she couldn't stand her. Like, what is this even for? You know, but she just said she, she, she memorized scripture, and one of them was Psalm 100, right? And so she said she was in certain situations where she was in fear, and the scripture came up, Right? That spirit pulled on that diet. But if you don't have it, it has nothing to pull on, right? All right, so, uh, so uh, I gave you verse 16. Let's, let's look at verse 17. It says, for the flesh, look, look, it says, this is why you don't want to roll with the flesh. It says, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you cannot do the things that you would. So, so this spirit and flesh war is trying to, uh, the flesh is trying to render you uh, helpless. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So if you think about when you're, when you're, when, uh, so I passed, 
Pastor Mel said it. She said it when she was exhorting you guys. She says, you know, she said she had this week where she had all types of thoughts running through her head, just thoughts all, all, all over the place. So I'm back there doing the sound, uh, filling in for Marcus and uh, me and Jamal. I was back there. I said, Jamal, I already know. <laughs> right? Because these, these, when these thoughts are running through your head, you're like, you think about this, you think about this, you're going through this, and they just be random. It's random. It's just, it's just, but that's the thing. The adversary is trying to get in your head. And, and his access to getting in your head is getting to your flesh. He needs you to do something to feed your flesh so he has access to your mind. And once he gets access to your mind, he'll have you all over the place. Even the things that you need, even the things that's to your benefit, you'll talk your way out of them. Right? What are most arguments in relationships? You know, got in your head. You know, the person don't even get a chance to tell you what they're thinking. You've already thought for yourself you are of less value. Why well, we talked about that in Belonging's Void, right? How, well, how did, you, how did you talk yourself out of the position? Right? You done got in, he done got in your head and talked you out of the position. So he's trying to get access to that flesh, right? And uh, I want to read this uh, out of the, uh, what is that? CSB, that's Christian Standard Bible, right? Um, this is the Bible that they use in the survival kit class. Right? Again, it's a different translation. So, so just to clear this up, because we talked about this in Bible school on Saturday, there are many translations, but there's one interpretation. I don't know the Bible too. There's so many interpretations. There's not a lot of interpretations. There's a lot of translations. If you go to Japan, they don't understand the same language. It has to be translated. You know what I'm saying? And so it's translated in their language so they can understand the interpretation. So a lot of times there's different versions because it helps people to process the interpretation better, okay? So we're reading another translation. It says, so the flesh desires what's against the spirit, and the spirit desires what's against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. So I'm going to read it a different way. So the flesh, the old nature, desires what's against the spirit, the new nature, and the spirit, the new nature, desires what's against the flesh, the old nature. So, so these are opposed to each other so that you won't do the things that you want. So I have accepted Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and I have this new nature. I want to live right. And, you know, I remember when I first accepted Jesus, you know, I was in North New Jersey, and I was working in upstate New York with juveniles, and, and I some, these, 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 uh, these group came and they kind of broke down Jesus differently. Like, that's my access to God because God can't be, I, I can't just run to God and I'm full of all this sin, you know what I'm saying? Because I can pollute God. If I just went to heaven in the state that I was in, I'm polluting the heaven realm and God. So now God's not 100% perfect. So that's, if, let's say if God's 99% perfect, that's some prayers, might be a million prayers not getting answered. So what God did was when I was crying out and trying to get to him, it's like, oh, 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 Jesus, do me a favor. Go down and cleanse whoever that is with all that funk. And so when Jesus was coming down, Jesus coming down was going, okay, we're looking for Keith Bradley. So he sees me. I see Jesus on the far. Whoa, that's that Jesus guy. <laughs> Maybe he won't see me back here. I'm running. You know, because everything that I was told coming up was just stay away from the Jesus guy. You could talk about God, but stay away from the Jesus guy, 
right? And why do I need the Jesus guy? He's the son of God. I'm supposed to be a son of God. Why do I got to go through him? Why do I got to go through anybody? No one told me about all this sin I was carrying and the wages of sin, the payment for sin is death. And the way that I get atoned for the death payment is through a blood sacrifice. And Jesus gave his blood so I wouldn't have to get the payment for sin, which is eternal, eternity in hell. Ain't nobody telling me that part. So Jesus wasn't coming almost as, as, as a replacement of God. He was coming as a representative of God to, to put me in a position where I could be atoned for my sins so I could have access to God. No man comes to the Father but by the Son. Nobody told me that. Right? So once I did that, now I have access. I have this new nature. But then no one told me I'm supposed to feed him. You know, I just wiped my forehead. Once I accepted Jesus, wiped my forehead. And I walked around, hey, I'm saved. You saved. Everybody saved. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Remember, I was around, hey, hey. You know, I'm just living for Jesus now. What you doing now? Now, I don't smoke or drink no more, man. You're Jesus, man. It's all about Jesus, man. Just living for Jesus. And craziness was happening because I wasn't using the tools. You know, you buy some, some, some newer vehicles, they give you a, I don't know what they do now because this is a while ago, so I ain't up on the newest vehicles, but I remember certain vehicles, they would give you an iPad. And so, so that was the manual, believe it or not, you know, and why? But, but if you ignore the manual, there's stuff you wouldn't know to do. So, so I have an a, a Alpha and... And, and so I'm, I'm going through the, the car wash, and they say, okay, no problem, just put it in neutral. <sighs> I, I, it was like I was playing some type of game. Okay, park, drive, M, park, drive, M, park. How do I get it in neutral? Didn't know. Never read the manual. I needed to shift it in a particular gear that was going to give me a better access to flow but I didn't read the manual. So sometimes we need to shift our life in the gear to give us better access so we can flow. But we need to read the manual. Amen. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So sometimes we're not reading the, the manual. We're not giving ourselves what we need so we're not maximizing ourselves in life. Some of us have maximized intellect. Listen, we talked about this in the healing and whole class. You know, as, as far as faith and believing for healing and wholeness, it's an even playing field. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much intellect you have. I don't care how much tradition you have. I don't care how good you look. You could, be, you could be the best actor model in the world. It's an even playing field. Because when sickness and disease come, we all going to be crawling on Jesus. You see what I'm saying? Like, again, once again, you have anointed, because well, y'all think I'm against the medical field. You have anointed doctors that do, uh, actually, I know of a doctor. He said, listen, man, I know, I know for a fact he says a lot of people in my profession, you know, I, I forgot how long he's been a doctor. He says a lot of people in my profession think they're gods. He says, I know I'm not God. He says, but I know God uses me to as, as an assistant. So I take care of the symptoms so God can make way for God's healing. He's, you know, he says, I, it's, it's, you would be crazy to think you're, you're, you're God because I may put all the, the, the veins together, but I can't make them in. When they put my arm together, there still was a line there. It wasn't, it hadn't fused. So how does it fuse? How's that? That's a miracle. And they told me if it doesn't, if it doesn't fuse together, we're going to have to put a plate in there. Right? Oh, it did. It did. 
I don't have no problems out of his arm. But so, so the doctors did their part. Like I said, I didn't want it. My arm was in an L. Somebody fell on the top of it. It was literally like this. And so I, I went to the, the, the emergency room like this with my arm like this. And so they had to snap that thing in line so it would be straight now. You don't want to see no L arm. you walking around like this. <laughs> Bible up here. <laughs> right? So, so <laughs> I'm sorry, my imagination. So, so I'm saying this to say, all right, we're going through stuff because we're ignorant to our spiritual diet. And so we're allowing our flesh to have too much of an influence and our spirit to have an influence, right? And so if we walk in the spirit, we won't get pulled into the flesh. If we walk in the spirit, we walk in in character. That's the leading of the spirit within. Some of us have never been led by the spirit. We're not acquainted by the spirit. So all we do is respond in the flesh all the time. And, And that's what's destroying us. Just like well, let me just read this from the message. I just want to read the, I'm going to read Galatians 5, 17 through 20, and I'm going to read, read it through the message. I think that'll make more sense here. It says this, Galatians 5, 17 through 20. It says, it is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. That's what the flesh does. It says, repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, Frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied want, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival. Uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions. That's operating in the flesh. Of course, it says the works of the flesh in the King James Version. That's what happens when we operate that way. And so we got this battle going on. James chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. I'm going to try to read through a little bit of it. It says this. I'm reading the classic Amplified Version. James chapter 4, 1 through 7. It says, lust is the catalyst for fighting and wars. Lust is the catalyst for fighting and wars. What leads to strife, discord, and feuds? And how do conflicts, uh, quarrels, and fightings originate among you? Do they not arise from your sensual desires that are ever warring in your bodily members? You are jealous and covet what others have. And your desires go unfulfilled, so you become murderers. To hate is to murder as far as your heart is, your hearts are concerned. You burn with envy and anger and are not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment, and the happiness that you seek. So you fight in war. See, when people are unhappy, they fight, right? They're envious, they're jealous. Like, they're snapping all the time. You don't even know why they're snapping. You, you come to visit a family member, you had a great time last time at the cookout, and then you come back and they got an attitude. You have no idea why, but you don't Look at it because you're just trying to elevate the different places of life. You don't went to another level in life. So now, instead of them appreciating it, celebrating to elevate, they hate. Right? Because that's the lust of the flesh. Lust of flesh won't you? I can't believe they're talking to them more than they're talking to me. 
That's the, that's the flesh. They, are they limited to have a conversation with you all the time? They can't talk to nobody else? Yeah, I know as we grow as pastors, oh, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he cool with Minister Lamar now. I don't even like Minister Lamar. <laughs> Why are you talking to Minister Lamar so much? Interview Minister Lamar, and you see, probably, I probably was talking to him so much because he was growing. I remember somebody got offended because I was talking. I noticed that new, new, new guy you talk to all the time, and I don't think you talk to my, my, my mate as much. I said, one, I was talking to your mate for years. Two, I talked to the new guy because he's always doing something wrong. <laughs> you weren't in the conversation. You just saw there was a conversation. That's a true story. Nobody's here, so that's why I said it. <laughs> right? But that's a true story. And I was like, are we serious right now? Right? But where did that come from? The flesh? And so, so, so now we got this battle going on, you know? You got this battle. You got the old nature, the new nature. You got the flesh and the spirit just constantly battling. But who you want to win? Spirit. He just said it. Feed it. Do you really want the spirit to win? Because I guarantee you, you know, I always did this example with the youth. I would have a... Uh, I would have a, let me see how I do it this way. Tearing up the place. All right, let's do it like this. No, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Y'all kind of slow, so. All right, so. So I'm going to work this myself. I'm playing, I'm playing. You didn't know what I was doing. You ain't know what I was doing. Right? All right, so, so, so. So the flesh is how we've been living before we get saved, right? Then we accept Jesus, and now we got the spirit, right? So you get into a situation, and you start acting crazy, talking crazy, doing something stupid. Embarrassing, right? How many people have done some embarrassing things? Good. I'm glad you put your hands up because some of y'all, I know what you did, and I was going to put you out there if you didn't put your hand up. Oh, wait a minute, you didn't do nothing? No, sir, sir. I'm playing, right? All right, so now you get, so, so that means if you did something embarrassing, who actually won the war that day? The flesh, the flesh right? And so, so now you, 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 on the inside, for lack of better words, you hot. You know, because you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right? And you accepted Jesus, so now you, you, you got some reinforcements, the spirit, right? So the spirit's supposed to keep you out of that, right? So, who you going to get on? The spirit, right? Your first thought, right? So, okay, are we serious right now? Why are you here? If you ain't going to do nothing, why are you here? Why did I accept Jesus? The flesh was doing that before. Now he worse. So the spirit is like sitting there chilling, though, you know, because the spirit is not, Chris, the spirit is not getting all worked up because the spirit is cool. Spirit is cool. Spirit is like, okay, right, you finished? I said, let me get this right. You, you, did, you did give me a job. I appreciate the job. And for me to do the job, I need all the weapons, I need all the nourishment, and I need all the food. Do we agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, we'll get to your point, get to your point. All right, so, so now if we kind of just look at this thing. I did get some nourishment on Sunday. You went to church Sunday. Um, I mean, you probably was focused for all the 15 minutes, but you was there. 
All right, so so, but I'm gonna give you the full. Uh, the word was probably we have to worship the word. We'll give it all hour and a half. No, no, we'll give you the time the service started to the time the service finished. I'm gonna give you all that two hours. So I got two hours of nourishment. Okay, was you at at midday this week? Did you even chime in? What? Well, what? That ain't what we're talking about right now. That's not what we're talking about. Okay, all right, all right we can skip that. We can skip that. Um, let's, let's not even talk about my nourishment because all I can talk about is Sunday church. Let's talk about the flesh. All week, it watched the movies it wanted. It watched the women it wanted. It watched the men it wanted. It watched, it listened to the music it wanted to listen to. We're not going to talk about the little extracurricular stuff, you know, the, the, you know, the extra diet. So, like the flesh dessert was that drink. And, and, and was that vegetables you were smoking? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so... I'm just saying. So, so the flesh got to eat all week. So when you got into that situation, listen, reflex, I tried to go help. Flesh jumped up, bowled me in the head. I didn't have the strength to stop the flesh from getting you in that trouble. So all I'm asking is even playing field. Feed me. Just feed me. If I don't show up for you, hey, you can do what you want to do. But give me a shot. Feed me, right? And so if you want the flesh to win, if you want the spirit to win, somebody asked, of course, I said, if you want the flesh to win, I said the wrong thing. It's like, <laughs> right? All right, so, so let's go to Romans 7. Let's go to Romans 7. Because, you know, uh, we would, you know, we talk through this stuff in Bible study fellowship, but Listen, listen, y'all, for everybody, you sign on to this life, it, it's, it's, it's a process. It's not, but it's worth it. Amen. And you're going through a process, uh, and you might as well get a benefit out of it. You know, like I used to say this, I, I'm not saying I was excited about school, even though I'm a, I'm a thinker, I'm an exhaustive thinker, but I realized I'm in class, why don't I learn something? Because at first I used to play cards and stuff, because for me, I would learn the information quick, so then I would get bored. So I would play like three-card money and, and blackjack and stuff behind my math book, you know, like with, with the guys, you know. Because um, I was trying to find something to do. But then I said, I'm here. Let me just figure out other stuff to learn, you know, because I'm here. And it just it seems like class goes so long when you're just trying to get out of it, right? Uh, just like church. Uh, and see, I slipped that one in there. All right, so then, uh, same thing, I was on the basketball team, and before I got to, to, to get playing time, it's like, I'm on the team, I'm just going to learn everything about basketball. See, so, 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 so maximize your opportunities, everybody doesn't have them, right? And, and all these opportunities is giving the flesh something. We're, sometimes we're around the things of God, and we just, we're casual. We don't take no notes, we're not locked in. But I guarantee you, if I told you, okay, today, 
I got a million dollars for you. But you got to be at a particular place at a particular time on a particular date, and you got to, you, and there's a combination lock there, and you got to do the combination lock a certain way, and these are the numbers. You're going to just be sitting there watching me? You're going to write that thing down, ain't you? And that's the thing. The flesh is trying to get nourishment that it's not just going to need for the day. It's going to need for tomorrow. It's going to need for the rest of the week. week. So you really want to pull on it. And so, so as I was saying, in this particular process, it's difficult already. And, and it's, not, it's difficult for everybody. So Paul said this in Romans 7. Um, if you get a chance, read through the whole thing. Read, read 5 through 23. But... I think I'm going to, I'm going to start here. So much. Well, I'm going to just do the King James. I'm going to start at verse 14. We'll read the whole, start at verse 5. We'll read the whole chapter for that, man. It says, for we know that the law is spiritual and I am carnal or fleshly, sold under sin. Verse 14. It says, for that which I do, I allow not. So the so things that I'm doing, I wouldn't even allow, right? You know how you're in a relationship and you say, I can't believe you did this. And the person's looking at you like, but you just did it to me. You know, so the things that I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. So the things that I really would do, I don't even do the things that I know is best for me to do. It's, it's, it says, uh, let me see. It says, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. So I'm actually doing the things that I hate to do. I hate this. But I'm doing it. You ever, you ever somebody come to you and say, I'm sick of this. You wouldn't have to tell me. Because if you're sick of it, you would change. Amen. Right? So, so, so basically, you're doing what you hate to do, right? You're doing what you're sick of, right? Right? And so, so then, then he says, if then I do that which I would not, I'm doing that which I really I would not, I consent unto a law that it is good. So I'm doing that I, something I don't want to do, but I'm consenting to say, well, it's got to be good because my actions are doing it, right? It says, it says now then it is no more that I do it, Look, look, but sin that dwelleth in me. It says, for I know that in me, that it, look, look, that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Right? Amen. He says, for to will is present with me. Remember, the spirit is indeed what? Willing. The, to will is present with me. It says, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. So, so, so I have something, I have the spirit in me. And it's present with me, ready to operate. But I'm not finding a way to access the spirit when I get into these situations. The flesh just keeps jumping in. Like every time. And then and instead of me going, man, that was my flesh, I, I, I normally respond with an excuse. You ever give so many excuses, people looking at you like, are we serious right now? Like every time somebody tries to, to break your flesh to release the spirit, See, when somebody gives you the truth, they're breaking the flesh to release the spirit. But you know what happened when that truth comes? We figured a way around it. <laughs> you almost got me. You almost got me. That too. 
Yeah, nice try, nice try. No, we got to embrace the truth. But we got, we're so, we're so slick at it. We're so moved. I remember uh, one of the things I liked about basketball is I would like to figure like three, four, five moves ahead. So the guy playing against me, I figured I had him. Then I knew somebody was going to help, but then I knew there was a third layer. And remember, guys used to always say, I don't know. This was the only place you can get to. And I look up and you're there. How is that possible? Because I was thinking way beyond what they thought I was thinking. We do that to, get a, to, to avoid the truth. We're two, three layers out in our defense. Yeah, but I didn't really do what you said I did. It looked like I did what you said, but I didn't do it exactly like you did. And based on the perspective of how you look at it, it probably wasn't what you really thought you saw. But, and, it's, and it's reflex. Like, before, before the spirit could say, man, I never even looked at it that way. Man, ooh, I get it now. Mm, that hurts to hear. But I'm going to make that adjustment. Before the Spirit can get that out. Well, last week you did uh, something close. So I know what I just said doesn't help me to accept my truth, but makes me feel good that I'm not alone. <laughs> right? What are we doing? Right? And so we got to embrace that brokenness to release that spirit, man, because the spirit needs to win this war. The spirit needs to. So we need to. Listen. Our flesh is, is fed without us thinking about it. So I'll give, give you a great example. Right now everybody's sitting in these chairs. Nobody's floating around the room, right? Just check it. Why? Gravity. Did anybody try to be subject to gravity? Did you wake up today and say, babe. I did good. I didn't float today. No. But, but to try to elevate, to operate in the law of lift, we got to do something. Right? You know, so, so Natalie, you appreciate this. You're in the gym. Right? Right? We're in the gym right jumping, right? Yeah. The chair felt like it wasn't really trying to feel that, right? <laughs> and I actually jumped a little higher than the chair. You just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, just saying. But, but. But what's that? Working on what? Law of lift, to be able to, to, to gravitate, to elevate, right? Right? Doing jump boxes, uh, doing leg lifts, all that stuff is trying to, to go against gravity, right? It's work to do that, right? I wasn't a natural born leaper. I worked, ran with weight jackets and stuff like that to get a 37-inch vertical. I worked. Wasn't, I wasn't born with it. Do you understand what I'm saying? For us to elevate above the flesh, right? The flesh is like gravity. Every day we live, it's, you, hey, listen. You don't have to try to listen to uh, music out there. Just go to, go to the grocery store. Go out to eat. So you have to work to feed the flesh because, I mean, to feed the spirit because the flesh is fed in every aspect of our lives. Commercials, TVs, this, that, and the other. You can be watching a game. Listen, if you really look into a, a game the whole time, and you see uh, the momentum change, listen to the music. 
Some people ain't paying no mind. I play basketball. So you listen to the music. They, they, dun, 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 dun. Like, you know, and then when the, the team is trying to come back, they'll have like the, the, the Jaws music or something like that. Like, they, they, they're, they're constantly playing music around. The players don't play no mind. Right? All this, all this stuff is feeding our flesh. So our flesh is getting fed without trying. Well, if they tell you don't get enough vitamin D, what? They tell you to take supplements, right? Yeah, because, you know, there's food these days. They say you ain't getting enough vitamin D or vitamin A, whatever the vitamins you need, right? Same thing. You're not getting enough spiritual nourishment. So you can't, like, just be casual with, like, you, we, we eat spiritual food like it's hors d'oeuvres. And the flesh is always a cookout. <laughs> you know, cookout with mama and them. You know, we have everything, you know. But the spirit should be getting a cookout. If anything, the flesh should be getting hors d'oeuvres. Like, feed the flesh some of them green beans that I got to eat, you know, on our little diet. Right? So, so, so again, Paul said, the things that I want to do, I don't do. The things that I, I'm trying to do, I don't do. He says, who shall deliver me from this body, this flesh of death? Mm-hmm. He said, thanks be to God, the spirit. Amen. Right? That's how it ends, right? Thanks be to God, the spirit. So he says, the spirit can deliver me, but now I have to feed the spirit. I have to feed the willing and not the weak. And so, so, so when he was saying, when, I'm, when I do these things, I'm subject to the law. But what he was saying is, you know, we always talk about law and grace. What it is is... When the law was established, people tried to do the law in their own strength. They tried to atone themselves to killing turtle doves, lambs, and this, that, and the other. But Christ died for us. Right? Christ. So we don't atone for our own sins. We live righteous because we love God, but not out of atonement. We don't do all the ceremonial laws. We still operate in the moral law, I hope. <laughs> right? We're not exempt from that, but ceremony, like we don't have to bring a bunch of lambs to the church. We don't have a brazen altar and brazen basin at the church. You don't have to do that because Christ was the lamb that was slain. We attach our faith to that. That puts us in a place where we can feed our spirit. And when we operate morally right, right, and do good things that, that harmonizes with the spirit. When we operate in corruption, we're harmonizing with the flesh. We're on the flesh team. Right? The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak, right? See, again, it's like before, before we accepted Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, we were bound by the law. So if people didn't have enough turtle doves, if they didn't slain enough uh, calves, if they didn't do all the rituals the right way and pray to the right people at the right time, they would deal with the weight and the guilt of that. It's almost like, for example, uh, so I worked in corrections. So a lot of people that had felonies struggled to get jobs when they came out. Why? Because the felony didn't just happen when they got locked up. They carried it with them everywhere they went, almost like a sex offender. But sometimes the sex, every sex offender is not really trying to do nothing crazy. They, they, was a, they, they were in the proximity of the category of sex offense. But they wasn't really doing nothing, uh, uh, was it pedophilish or whatever. But because they was, they, they, somebody used that, it, it, it's, it's following them everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. It's right, right, right following them. And so when, when Christ died for our sins and we're, we're, we gravitated to grace, 
It doesn't mean we don't slip it and we have to repent. What it means is if you, if, if you confess your sin, God is faithful to forgive you of the sin and cleanse you of the unrighteousness, 1 John 1, 9. Right? So what it, what it means is you don't go around with the felony following you. Once you've, once you've uh, repented, repent means to turn away, walk away, and move in a different direction. Not just forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Your actions are different. Right? You don't carry the, the felony even when you're trying to do right. Right? That's what that means. Right? That's what the grace is for. Right? The grace is not giving you permission and license to live immorally. The grace is saying if you miss it, you don't have to walk around. Oh, my God. But I really blew it. And I blew it. And See, the flesh wants you to keep focusing on that so it can still have access to create anxiety and depression and worry and frustration and ultimately steal you be, uh, from coming to the throne of grace. Because you ain't trying to come through God like, well, I mean, you, you know, you said it, Mikey. I don't know what that is. All right, so you said it, Mikey. You sent it somebody ahead. You ask God. Pastor Mel, could you pray to God? He probably going to listen to you. But all this stuff I done did this week, you know, I done stole from them. You know what I'm saying? I done, you know, I'm just such a wretched sinner because people be telling you that stuff at church. Right? That, are you serious? No, that stuff's under the blood. Amen. You can come before God. God don't see you if you're in Christ. He don't see you. He see Christ. So, so you go, if you're in Christ, you can go ask him for whatever you want. The challenge is, are you in Christ? Amen. Yeah, we talked about that this week, right? Yeah. Right? Are you in Christ? And so, so, so we're not playing off of our ability to fight the curse through ceremonial laws and stuff like that. We're, we're playing off of the grace. We're covered. Now, let's go here, 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. All right, we're going to wind down here. I just wanted to set the stage for what we'll talk about in some weeks. We're going to talk about the flesh, the spirit, um, the natures, everything. Um, as Pastor Mel, not knowing what, exactly what I was teaching, as she indicated, we're going to get some answers to some questions so we can pick up some momentum in our lives. All right, so 2 Corinthians 5, 17, right? This is another one of our survival kit scriptures, right? It says, therefore, well, y'all know it. What is it? I feel you. Good. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's what? Right? What happens if you're a new creature? Old things are what? Right? And behold, are become new. So if I'm, well, what's the first part though? I have to be what? In Christ. So if I'm not in Christ, the old things aren't passed away. All things aren't becoming new. I'm just confessing Christ living an old life. Right? So I'm confessing the new nature, which is Christ, but I'm living in the old nature. But I want the benefits of the new nature. Christ. But I'm living in the old nature. Right? The double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Right? 
And so we, so, so, so uh, just for, let me see. Well, I'm going to give you two things, and I just want to give you a, a quick picture because we're going to talk about it, and then we'll close out here. So I'm going to give you a couple things here. So uh, Tiana was teaching on spiritual maintenance uh, on Fast Week. And she said, she made a comment. She said, if your flesh is running things, the old man will return. So, so if I'm trying to live in a new life, but I let my flesh run things, the old man's coming back. I'm resurrecting the old man. You know, our, our former pastor used to call it like uh, the Terminator, the T-1000. You, know, you, try, you try to kill him, and he just keeps, you know, he just keeps resurrecting, right? And so, so, so if you keep feeding it, or, or I like, uh, you know, in the movie Venom, you know, just a little bit of that little black, whatever it was, you know, but get on you, <laughs> you're going to turn into the whole venom, <laughs> right? That's the flesh. A little bit of flesh creates a whole fleshly person, right? And um, <laughs> so, so, so uh, the reason why uh, Tiana was led to do that teaching, she said uh, that we need to maintain our spiritual health, right? Not just said spiritual diet. She says, if not, you won't have what you need to battle, Right? Your spirit man won't have what he needs to battle, right? And, um, you know, something uh, Austin had shared. Uh, uh, he, was, he was talking one time. He said, uh, where, the, where the devil ends, God begins. Right? Right. So we, if we punk the flesh and the devil's access to the flesh, we can begin living uh, in the spirit with God. Right? So when we, you come to that altar, it's supposed to be over for the devil. We're supposed to be begin our relationship with God and keep growing in that relationship. You know, when I married my wife, the old life was over. You know, like, I'm, I'm not trying to bring a single life into a covenant world. And, you know, some people didn't understand, you know, uh, family expects you to operate on the same consistency of showing up for all their traditions. Well, no, 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 I'm establishing something with my family. So I will show up if it works for our new family. I'm single. I show up at everything. I didn't, but I show up at everything. You know, but I'm, 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 in, a, I'm in a relationship now. So my covenant is more important than everything else. It's God and then my wife, right? And so, so but I'm not trying to live the old life. I'm not trying to kick it with the fellas and doing all that. I, I don't need to get married for that. I can stay single. You don't bring a single life into a covenant world, right? Same thing. You don't bring an old flesh life into a spirit relationship with God. That life's over, right? And you think you're losing something. How's it working for you? What, so why, why, why isn't it every time I'm around you, there's so much joy coming out of you? Because the flesh is in control, right? And his presence is fullness of joy. And his right hand pleasures forevermore. So who wouldn't be happy? Right? So it's an indication. It's a symptom. <laughs> it's a symptom. All right, so, so uh, we want to gain victory over the flesh, and next week we'll really get into it. And this is one of the reasons why we come to church. We come to church for, for flesh training, to buffet that flesh, right? Uh, we want, we're, so we go to church for flesh training, punking the flesh. We want to make it used to serving us not, and not having its own way. And so when we come to church, we're training that the flesh don't want to come to church, right? So anytime you, you may do something spiritual, but it's comfortable, the flesh is participating in what you're doing. So I watched the, the, the NBA games. And so, 
So this is game and the game's going on. So I want to we're on the same team. So I want to tell her what we're going to do the next strategy. So another player from the other team will come over and start listening. I can't stop them. Start listening to our conversation. Well, that's what's happening when you try to do something spiritual and you bring the flesh along. He coming along to infiltrate exactly what God's trying to share with you, right? So we come to church for flesh training, right? And what we're trying to do is, is, is keep that old man out of the new man's business, right? right? Trying to keep the old man out of the new, new man's business. So again, we're going to talk about this, but I just want to give it to you. So we're going to talk about what we talked about in the discipleship personality. You have the natural person, right? And then you have the worldly Christian and you have the spiritual Christian. So the natural person, uh, which uh, th- they should be showing you a diagram of the natural person. I'm sure that'll come up here in a second. And so the, when, when we're the natural person, as you can see, um, sorry, those screens are not available. But uh, if you see the circle, at the top of that circle, you see that spirit, you see it's closed. The bottom of the circle is open. And, and of course, you see that's the flesh. But Satan's at the bottom. Satan has access to the flesh, and he has access to your life. So that's when you're living like a natural person, right? And then let's go to the worldly Christian. So the worldly Christian, if you notice, the top of that circle is open. So now that person decides to open themselves to God, right? But guess what? The bottom is still open, too. So the flesh is open. So that person uh, is living what the Scripture call as a, has a carnal mind. That's carnal, carnality, fleshly, fleshly mind. So they're doing spiritual things, but again, they're bringing the flesh along, right? So the flesh is, 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 is uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, one activist said, why do you put cream in coffee to make it weak, right? So the flesh is coming along to weaken that spiritual flow. And so most of us live in this place, this worldly Christian, you know, The door is open to God, but it's open to the flesh also. So we're not fully walking in the spirit. So the flesh has access. So we wonder, I don't understand, but I'm a Christian now. Why is this happening? Why do I feel anxiety? Why do I feel depressed? You know, why am I so edgy? You know, why am I so afraid to open up and be around people? Do you think God doesn't want to be around people? No, that's the flesh. Right? So, so the goal is to get to the spiritual Christian. Right? To get to the spiritual Christian. To get to the spiritual. Okay. All right. So if you notice, the spiritual Christian is open to God, but they don't close the door to Satan. Right? But guess what else? Not only is it closed, they crucified the flesh. Romans 6. We're going to get into that next week. But they've crucified the flesh. Right? And so now this is, this is the person that starts to move in the things of God. Touch, uh, don't just do things that's satisfying to their life, but have an impact to others. You know, because sometimes we do things, we go, you know, I just, don't, uh, I just don't like being around crazy people. Okay, then good. Why don't you change them from their crazy to walk with God too? This is the only result is isolation. To, to, that's the flesh. The spirit is willing to, yeah, we got some intercession for this. We got some love for this. <laughs> Ooh, we got some wisdom for this one. See, we can, con- see, the, the, the spirit is willing to convert 
The flesh just wants to confuse. <laughs> right? The spirit is willing to restore. The flesh just wants to retreat. And then we feel justified, but you got this nagging thing in you knowing that you... So you see, the Bible says we're ministers of reconciliation. Yeah, right after he said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, all things have passed away, all things become new. Verse 17, you keep on going to 21, we're ministers of reconciliation. See, the Spirit is indeed willing to reconcile. The Spirit is indeed willing to walk in meekness. Meekness is to persuade and return for attack. You see, they came at Moses crazy. Moses was like, I'm just going to pray for him. Some of us would have been like, yeah, you got leprosy, Miriam. What? What was you saying? I guess I hear from God now, don't I? Look at you. All bumped up. That's how we would have rolled. But Moses interceded for her leprosy. Because he was operating in meekness in the spirit. Meekness is not self-seeking. He was operating in humility. Empty of self. That's how the spirit operates. The flesh is always self-seeking. And it's full of self. It's all about I and my and me, right? And so, so, so think about it. You read what you sow. Live your life full of self. All you're going to attract is selfish people. And that's why some of us are in a lot of heartache. Because it's just always just been about us. And see, so, so, so as we continue to talk through this and walk through this and evolve the goal is to get that spirit, man, to win the war and to feed the spirit, right, to, to ch- shift our diet. So you don't have to, I'm, not, I'm just not going to do flesh stuff. That'd be nice. How about doing spiritual stuff? Because that's the other trick. I'll start doing spiritual stuff when I stop doing flesh stuff. That's like saying I'll start taking a shower after I take a bath. That's why you taking a shower to clean yourself, right? Just, I'm a, I'll go to church when I get myself together. That's why you're going to church. I'll get out of the flesh once I, you know, I'll get in the spirit once I get out of the flesh. That's why you're getting in the spirit. You're trying to flush out the things of the flesh. So just take on a spiritual diet. Now, I don't know if this is actually a nutrition tip. Uh, it's just what I did. You know, when I want to get a, 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 a soda, what do they call it? They call it soda here or is it pop here? Yeah, I, I, was in the, I was in the East Coast too, so, you know. We call it soda in New Jersey, but I know up further north they call it pop, right? Soda pop, I don't know. <laughs> but to stop drinking it, I just drank water. I didn't try to stop drinking it. I just drank water. And our body automatically, naturally gravitates to water. And so at first it was a, a, a bland and oh, this is nasty. Water was nasty. But after a while it was a quieter taste. So she'll tell you right now, I just drink water now. Because, you know, I, 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 I shut out the soda, but then I was drinking like um, the ginger drinks. And so I stopped that. Then I was drinking all types of Gatorade and armor, whatever, but I found out that has a lot of sugar in it. You know, this, so I just, started, just decided to drink water. And that, that's my treat. So she asked me, what you want? You want from the store? I said, uh, 
I said, well, you know, uh, Sunday coming up. I said, I said, I'd probably give myself a treat. You can give me uh, uh, a couple of armor drinks, like just a little Gatorade. That's a treat now, you know. That ain't really no treat, but that, that's a treat, you know. Like, I said it when I told her. I didn't tell her. I was like, really? There ain't even really no treat. You know, I know some of y'all said, nah, I said cheese. Give me a cheesecake and <laughs> some Oreos, M&Ms. <laughs> right, so, so I'm saying... Um, I, and I know, you know, every time it flashes up, even on a post or something, the spirit of flesh war, it's probably not like, ooh, wonderful. I want to really hear about that, but, but it, it, it's going to change your life if you could do it. And again, as we constantly talk about, just set targets. Talk, hey, hey, how about doing something consistently every day for two minutes that's for your spirit? Now, now I said two minutes. Don't do exactly two minutes. I mean, do an hour if you can, but I'm just saying, but... Whatever you do, do it consistently. Instead of, I'm going to spend this day because I heard this message doing something spiritually, and I ain't going to do nothing else for the next two months. Whatever you do, do it consistently every day, and then build on it. Right? So I didn't say walk on water tomorrow, but, but guess what? How about a scripture every day? See what happens. And then how about... A chapter. I, I know I skipped the scripture and just went to a chapter. Like I, you know, I didn't say two or three scriptures. I just went. You know, how, you know how long it literally takes to read a chapter? Average chapter. Anybody know? Two minutes, one minute. Somebody said five minutes. What did you read? Uh, the book of Psalm one eighteen. <laughs> no, a chapter. I said one chapter. You said two minutes. That's probably a long time. Mr. Speed read over here probably read what, 10 seconds? <laughs> and get no information? Yeah, you speed read. They learned back in the day, they taught us speed read. You speed read. Right? But you know what I'm saying? So don't take that long. You got a minute, right? Okay. What's the longest time? Somebody said two minutes. Somebody said five minutes. But it probably takes two, but let's give it five. You got five minutes every day? Start there. I'm going to read for five minutes every day. And then build on it. Right? Let's try that. See what happens. Just, I mean, I'm just saying. See what happens. Let's, let's stand on your feet. 